$2 trillion crypto market cap. That's it. That's the opening teaser for this bad news episode number 502 of the Bad Crypto Podcast. Five, four, three, two, one, two, ignition. Who's bad? Sometimes you don't need a lot of words to get into a show. And when you see a $2 trillion market cap, I'm like, let's just get right into this shiz right here. Joel and Travis for the Bad Crypto Podcast. What's happening? What is up? Yeah, we, we've been looking at this for a while. We saw, wow, $2 trillion is going to happen. And then $2 trillion happened. What? I mean, I guess we're going to get into that after we get into the show. But just as a just a, as an FYI, Bitcoin's dominance is 53.7%. Bitcoin's so dominant. I just saw Bitcoin flex. Like, oh. It's actually losing its dominance. Like, wasn't it up there at like 70, 80% or something crazy? Yeah. Well, I mean, the, the altcoins. This is altcoin season. Ethereum altcoin is season. strong. Altcoins are rocking. New projects are popping up every day. I mean, it, it is literally every day somebody points out something else to me and I go, oh, this is cool. Uh, let me throw a few shekels at that. Oh, this is a cool NFT thing. Let me let me play with that a little bit. Uh, so it's, it's... Yeah, it's one of those things, dude. So I, I, I see that same thing. I try not to FOMO into them. I'm like, I want to make big bets on ones that are like, okay, this one looks really good. Let me make a bigger bet on this one. Because it's like, okay, great. I put one ETH on this and then what? You know what I mean? So let's get into our sponsors though. We got some great sponsors today. We do. Our friends at eToro offer a wide variety of cryptos for trading. You can build a diversified portfolio with 14 of the most popular coins in the world. They've got millions of registered users. Are you one of them yet? Well, if you want to sign up and you're a U.S. citizen, we're happy to give you $50 in Bitcoin for doing so. Just go to badco.in forward slash eToro. Follow the simple instructions and join the legions of other citizens of the Republic of Bad Cryptopia who have received $50 in Bitcoin from our wallet to yours. From our wallet to yours, the Bad Crypto Podcast. Badcode.in forward slash eToro. Very good. Also, Ledger is the gateway to all the crypto services you need to buy, sell, exchange, and to grow your assets into one single app. All this is very easily done with great security on the Ledger hardware wallet as, as long as you bought your Ledger hardware wallet from Ledger's website, right? Mm-hmm. Don't go and get that at Amazon. Don't go and pick up a ledger on eBay. I wouldn't even get one from Walmart. Uh, what I would do is click this link, bago.in forward slash ledger. It takes you directly to the ledger page and it gives you a little discount, I believe. So if you do not have a hardware wallet, you need one, get one. Now's the time. Do not delay. Don't even buy one from your mama because she's going to steal your crypto. She's like, man, damn it, this Bitcoin thing really is something. <laughs> Junior, I got a ledger for you. <laughs> Put all your cryptos on this ledger. <laughs> all right, let's do this. We got news, and we want to share it with you, but we can't do it until we play the music that transitions us from this babble to that babble. So enter babbling transition. You know what? On the other side of Babel, it's not too bad. The weather's good here. It's kind of the same, actually, to me. Pretty much. As you were saying, as I was saying, as we were all saying, the crypto market cap is on fire currently at $2 trillion, $7, million, $7 billion and change with Bitcoin having a 53.7% market dominance. Ethereum is an 11.9% of the market, which means all the rest of the coins, and there are 6,655 other coins tracked on coingecko.com, which is our preferred place to check out the cryptos. Bitcoin has been teasing at 58 several times today, sitting just under it now, 57,943. Ethereum standing strong, close to its all-time high at 2,068. The Binance coin on fire, $417. XRP also making a huge recovery, up 71% this week, currently at 90 Eight cents. Tethers at a dollar one. Polka dot forty seventy five. Cardano a buck and a quarter. Uniswap just shy of thirty dollars. Litecoin shy of two twenty five. A lot of shyness going on. And Chainlink just over 
32 bucks to round out the top 10. There have been some big winners this week. Uh, the first one at the top of the list is Wink. Have you heard of Wink? I have not. It looks like Win K. Win, but maybe it's, it is Win K. It, it looks like Wink. Wink, yeah. The the, the token uh, um, code is uh, the t- symbol. I'm like, what is the word for that? Code, tim- uh, yeah, symbol is Win. And it was up 208% this past week. Uh, Bitcoin Gold, remember that? Mm-hmm. It's up 142% this past week. Here's one that I have been bullish on for a long time and waiting for it to do a little something-something. It has entered the top 100 with a 139% pop this week. The KuCoin token hmm. up to $12.57. Like, I mean, it's one of the better it's one of the better exchanges out there, and they're doing a lot of great stuff. And I was waiting for this thing to pop. You know, if you were if if we were smart and we're not, we're bad, and we were doing analysis, we would realize, you know, Coinbase is talking about doing their IPO. That's gonna happen. That's gonna be good for all exchanges, right? And so if we were smart, we would have gone, oh, you know, this is going to be good for Binance and the BNB token. This is going to be good for KuCoin and KCS. What other exchanges might benefit from this that we have not well, yet like Hubi, set eyes on? FTX. Well, just look at the top exchanges and see mm-hmm. and see if they have a token and see if their platform is being built out. I was smart. I did see KuCoin. I did load up the truck on KuCoin uh, just because it was like it was like four dollars not long ago. And I was like, wait a second, Binance is $200 and KuCoin is $4. Um, I think that's that's going to change. And Excellent cooking. Good job, yeah. Sir Lord Travis. So, well, I went to school at the University of Kansas, which is KU. So I love the KU coin. Oh, very nice. I thought it, was, I thought it had something to do with the rock shocks, but it doesn't. Uh, BitTorrent up 96% this week, up to over a penny finally. XRP, uh, almost a dollar. 71% gain this week. I guess when the SEC thing got handled, people are like, yay, it's so great. $45 billion market cap. It's crazy. Celsius up on a nice run this week, too, up about 60%. Binance coined up 38% to $416. Are you serious? Wow. A lot of big winners. Solana up 35%. Tron up 34%. Check it out. Yeah, not too many huge losers this week. Really, PundiX is at the top, down 31%, but recovered 50 in the last 24 hours. The one I want to talk about is Ecomi, the OMI token, which is sitting at 0.009, just under a penny, um, down about 25% this week, up the last 24 hours because they offered in the VV app, V-E-V-E, um, the DeLorean right? The, the, that you could own this NFT that is a DeLorean that you can use in AR. And the ultra rare version of it was uh, about $100. And allegedly, you're able to open and close the doors and maybe interact with other parts of the vehicle. Well, the demand was so crazy. Both Travis and I were trying to get them. And apparently, tens of thousands, if not over 100,000 other people were trying to get one of, uh, how many were there? Twelve thousand. I don't know. Not enough. I didn't get one. I did. Well, I'm supposed to. I'm waiting for it to be delivered. But you know, these guys thought they were ready to handle the demand, and this is what you see at the beginning of early adopter technology: is uh, people when they discover this, they race in in numbers that are often bigger than these platforms are made to handle. It's running much smoother now. And if you want, I think by the time you hear this, maybe there'll still be a common version of it left for $29.99. But uh, I tell you, people are, are you know really excited about NFTs or excited about AR. And I think we're going to see a lot of this as these platforms are trying to build out um, you know, for the future. Uh, I'm, I'm glad I bought some OMI and um, I'm glad I sold some OMI. I'm going to hold some OMI here for the long haul, but that, that was the big play today. Yep. And I'm still pissed. So and I was so, like, <laughs> I'm still pissed because well, this is the one, this is the one AR NFT that I wanted, right? Mm-hmm. We were one of the very first shows anywhere to talk about OMI and uh, it's blown up so much. The price has blown up incredibly. So that was a big, big win. We were actually joking that Joel sent me a picture of a real DeLorean. He's like, dude, some of that OMI you got, why don't you sell it and go buy a real DeLorean? I was like, dude, I could do it since I didn't get an AR DeLorean. Maybe I'll go buy a real DeLorean. I expected them to be pricier. Um, it's, you know, because, I you know, I'm like, these are rarer. And yeah, I, I was, I was thinking they should be about 250 bucks. There should be much less demand on those. But here's the thing. I want one to hold and to show people how cool it is 
to show people about Omi and how AR and NFTs are. A lot of those people are just going in there and trying to buy it to flip it. They're not trying to say, they're not trying to be a collector. And so, you know, I, I, I don't know. I, I bet I would bet of the 12,000, whenever they put on the market, I bet we'll see about probably five to 10,000 of those on sale. Well, I have no desire to sell mine. And guess what? It has shown up, Travis. Uh-oh. It has shown up in my account. I'm loading it up right now. And maybe I'll, you know what? I'll make a video of this and I will put this up on the Bad Crypto channel because I can do a screen share. So I'll do this a little bit later. And if you guys go to uh, our YouTube channel, uh, Bad Crypto Podcast, you will see uh, me interacting with the DeLorean from Back to the Future for the first time. I'm not going to do it yet. I'm going to wait. Cool story. It is a cool story. You could be old. Hey, listen, I tried to get a second one. And I was going to, I was going to make sure you got that one. I'm just a whiny bitch. Cause you I are. Oh, we were trying, we were trying to contact the, the, the team there and be like, Hey, is there any way to ensure that we can get one? And I did not hear back. And I was like, I think we were the very first show to ever even mention your project. And, um, no, no dice on that. Cause I was just like, cause the last time I went through this, uh, whenever they only had like, I don't know, 250 of the gold, gold buster, uh, ghostbuster ones, same thing. Couldn't get it. The app froze up. It was just horrible experience. Same thing happened to me today. Got to the point where I had to reboot the app, and then the app wouldn't even turn on. So I was just like, all right. But I did get one of the common versions. I'm just a little disgruntled right now about it because um, I really wanted that one. But you don't, like my mom always said, you can't always get what you want. But if you try sometimes, you just not find. You get what you need. Your, I think your the mom? Rolling Stones said that too, but my mom would always sing that to me. <laughs> I thought maybe your mom was Mick Jagger or something. Yeah, my mom is Mick Jagger. <laughs> um, yeah, no, she would always sing the Mick Jagger song to me whenever I wanted something. She's like, tough titty, said the kitty when the milk went dry. That's true. Yeah. That's what she said too. Another cool story. And she also would say, it's better to be pissed off. Than to be pissed, pissed on. on. And uh, I always say, if you want to check out the articles that we are going to cover in this um, episode, you can go to badcode.in forward slash 502 for this episode. And the story here on Cointelegraph really is a, a nod back to um, what we've been talking about as far as the, um, the companies that are in the $1 billion club now in the crypto market cap. All of the top 100 coins on CoinGecko.com are worth a over a billion dollars. That's just that's insane to me. I mean, so many of these are just startups, and they're already valued at over a billion dollars. I look at that and I go, "How is this company that doesn't even have a functional app that's still in beta worth technically a billion dollars?" I mean, a lot. It's all a lot of it's all speculation. Mm-hmm. And so that's why when I think the altcoin season crashes, you see a lot of the value depleted out of those companies because a lot of it is just hopium, right? They're like, I hope it's worth so much. And like, and then you start getting gauging and going, well, the market cap's only 400 million. So I think it should be up to at least a, a billion soon. So it's going to at least two and a half X. Like, like the $1 billion mark is kind of like, oh, if it's not 1 billion yet, it's still got room to grow. It's just kind of a crazy uh, mentality we have. Well, this is definitely, you know, a new milestone um, with 100 cryptos being at this level. Well, it technically, was... KuCoin right now is only worth 998 million right now at the oh, time of the show. So. Damn it. All right. we Hey, producer Aaron, we need to re-record this show because the numbers are off. Sorry, go back and edit it again. Well, look, even with Bitcoin, um, you know, pulling back the smart money appears to be buying more. MicroStrategy goes in for another $15 million worth of Bitcoin. Michael Saylor, the CEO, uh, says that they bought 253 Bitcoin. Now their holdings are at 91,579 BTC. Mm. Uh, Clearly, they are all in. He's Michael the Sailor, man. Buys Bitcoin because he can. He's Michael the Sailor, man. He loves the cryptos. I like my spinach. So they raised 550, they had 550 million in cash reserve. They put that into Bitcoin. Then he raised another 650 million corporate bond to buy more. Then they raised another billion to buy more Bitcoin. So like, he must be incredibly bullish on this. Like, 
Because here it is sitting there. Oh, is it 59? Is it going to be 60? Are we going to hit an all-time high? Is it going to go down? What are we doing? Uh, and he's all like, all right, I'm getting a loan for a Billy, and I'm buying Bitcoin with it. Mm -hmm. Like, that's, that's bullish, Billy. He's not worried at all. Not worried at all. According to this piece on Cointelegraph, Bloomberg is seeing an $80,000 Bitcoin price in the second quarter. Um, there are those who say that Bitcoin is going to squash the $60,000 resistance soon. It keeps pushing up to it and comes back. And it's the same old thing. Of course, eventually it's going to push through and we're going to see those all-time highs. Um, it's not likely, say, these same uh, strategists that it's going to fall back down to like 40000 which is, you know, a lower level of support. <laughs> to me, even if it went down to 40000 I would be like, man, it was 20,000, like how long ago? Yeah, a couple I days mean, ago. <laughs> I mean, it seems like it. It's just a couple months, a few months ago, like not long at all. Like, so these numbers are crazy. We're seeing, as you mentioned, $2 trillion in market cap now for all of crypto with Bitcoin having almost a 54% dominance, which means Bitcoin is over a trillion dollars, about like 1.1 trillion or something. And um, it's just fascinating to watch to grow. We were having conversations about this long time ago going, you know, Bitcoin will be, you know, $50,000 someday. We're like, oh, yeah, whatever. It's like, and here it is. It's been over $50,000 for like a while now. It's crazy. And the next big number is going to be 100000 And I would not be surprised if we hit 100000 during this bull run because that's what, the, that's what that sort of trend was showing us. It's like every happening, it does this, and then it goes up to this. And so it's going to hit 100000 and you could hit more than that. I mean, we'll see. I guess mm -hmm. it's, it's very interesting. Well, here's a warning for those of you that use Facebook and have your phone number tied to your account, which is pretty much all of us who are on there. There was a data leak, and that data leak included phone numbers, Facebook IDs, full name, location, past locations, birth date, email, relationship status, and bio. This affected over a half a billion Facebook users and that means if your phone number is out there you can be sim swapped or have other um, attacks that are based on your identity so lock your shiz down facebook is not safe besides being utter crap to begin with and mark zuckerberg is you know uh, okay I'll, I'll be nice here i'm sure I think he got his number hacked too so if you find that database just give him a call just be like hey zuck <laughs> what's, what's up buddy Hey, thanks so, for leaking all my data. I really appreciate that, man. And then, as the price of uh, uh, the Zuck Bucks is as 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 Facebook stock go down as a result, because it seems I don't to be, know it should have plummeted. Don't know, don't care. Do you know I've been off Facebook with the exception I, I deleted it from my phone. Um, the first yeah, I don't week have it on my January, phone either. And um, I left Messenger because some people don't have any other way to contact me, and I very rarely get a message on it now. Uh, and I only go to it on my desktop to post something in, you know, bad crypto or blockchain heroes. I have been so much happier without Facebook gang. There was a time I was like, oh, I, I, I don't see how I could, you know, live without this. It's how I'm connected to people. It's not. It's, I, I, it's so much better. And I would encourage you to drop Facebook. Yeah, I, I find the only time that I get upset now is whenever I'm like, I'll just I'll go to Twitter to see something. And then I'll see one of the what's happening on the side. And there's just, you can just see how they're trying to divide people and just create outrage by their what's happening and what's the news. And I would totally block that. If I had the opportunity to go in and just close that, I would close it so I wouldn't have to see any of their bullshit trends because those are manipulated. They probably oh, yeah. Their tools sure and they're counting on other tools to be toolish to mm -hmm. uh, believe what they say. Oh, look at this. What's trending here? This must be important. No. They're, they're tools and they're treating us like tools. So screw those guys. They're tools. Uh, yeah. So uh, we've talked about Arthur Hayes, the former CEO of BitMEX before, and he has been in trouble. Uh, federal prosecutors have been after him for, uh, for some charges here. And apparently he surrendered in Hawaii last month, uh, and he is now facing charges. He says they're unwarranted. Uh, what what was it exactly he did? Were they not registered? And that he's accused of uh, failing to maintain adequate 
anti-money laundering safeguards and failing to prevent U.S. residents from accessing the exchange. You, you U.S. citizens, you can't do what you want to do in the, yeah. the land of the free and home nanny, of the Nanny state. It's pretty crazy. Now, here's another thing. It's like the anti-money laundering stuff, like those decentralized exchanges, those DEXs, they don't have safeguards in there. And they don't have safeguards for that. So that's like more and more reason that people are setting up decentralized things and going away from becoming companies and saying, all right, well, we're a decentralized company. We don't control it. We got our token. It does what it does. We just help build the technology. And um, yeah, you fail to prevent U.S. citizens from accessing the exchange. That's such bullshit. And then when you see the list, it's like, oh, sorry, people from Iran, North Korea, Afghanistan, Venezuela and America, you can't participate. Like what? Like why are they lumping us in with like the countries with the worst leaders in the world? Well, could it be that we have the worst leaders in the world as well? I guess so. We got just, the greediest ones. Just saying uh, that that might be a thing. I'm not going to go in depth on this next piece, but encourage you to go read it from uh, Business Insider, and it's just talking about how companies other than PayPal are accepting Bitcoin and cryptos as payments um, in different parts of the world. You know, for example, in Venezuela, Burger King accepts cryptos as payment. Um, they might also accept toilet paper because it's a better commodity in Venezuela than their Bolivar because of their hyperinflation. You know, this is a total aside just because you mentioned Burger King. Sure. But, um, so I watched this, do I'm watching this docu-series on the History Channel called Food That Built America. Mm -hmm. And it's basically all these early entrepreneurs in like the late 1800s and early 1900s that built these food empires as more and more people left the small towns and moved to the big cities. They needed to have new ways of distributing food and keeping it fresh and whatnot. And uh, I just watched the, uh, the McDonald's episode, the Burger Wars, and the McDonald's brothers, they ended up selling out to, to Ray Kroc. But what was interesting was that they created this sort of speedy service system and they reinvented the, the kitchen for maximum efficiency. And uh, they would basically sell it for $1,000 for $995. You could come in, see how they were doing the, their system, and they sold a bunch of them. But what was interesting was that, like, on the same day, the guys from um, – they ended up creating Burger King came in there, and the guy who ended up creating Taco Bell, whose last name was Bell, um, they went in there and they both did the speedy services. I mean, they both went on to create massive restaurants, right, Burger King, all from McDonald's. And then those guys ended up getting paid – like $2.7 million and their business became worth ridiculous amount. They just didn't see it. They didn't see how it was going to be a big thing and they didn't want to be a participant in it. But I tell you, the show is phenomenal. I, I don't watch a lot of television. And if I do, I want it to be educational in some way, but this food, the foods that built America. So great. You're talking about Heinz. You're talking about Kellogg's, the Kellogg brothers, one of which was a doctor. And you talk about CW post who actually stole the recipes from Kellogg's and then created his own empire. And then he died. Then his daughter took over and then she made this huge uh, Marjorie, uh, uh, Marjorie post was one of the very first brilliant female entrepreneurs in the world built, built that post empire up. It's just completely. Then they talked about the candy bars with, you know, Hershey's and then the Mars company and stuff just completely fascinating. I'm only in about four episodes, five episodes. I think there's a total of like 10 of them. So I'm, I'm enjoying that. Nice. They probably should have called it the foods that made us fat and diabetic. Yeah, the foods that made America <laughs> fat as fuck. Yeah, something like that. <laughs> that does sound interesting. Did you ever see the film The Founder uh, about Ray Kroc with Michael Keaton as Ray Kroc? No, but he was he was a shrewd guy, man. He he pulled the wool over the McDonald's brothers. Yeah, he did. And then, and then he and then he said, "Oh yeah, you can keep your first restaurant, McDonald's." And then he made them change their name, and then he built a McDonald's right across the street from him. Mm -hmm. yeah, it's, a good, it's a good film. He was the worst one. The worst worst guy was he was uh, um, Asa Candler, who uh, basically stole essentially stole the recipe for Coke from John Pemberton, and then then he died because he was trying to find a solution to for he had some ailment and some cancer stuff. And then when he died, he basically paid the widow and the son $300 for ownership of Coke. <laughs> yeah. Wow. That guy was super shrewd. He was the worst.
Wow. That is, that is, that, that's mind blowing. You think, wow, that's so little. It is right. You're sitting there going, wow, $300 for the Coke empire that built into, I don't know, hundred something billion dollar business or something. Crazy. How, how many, how many diabetics is that soda made? Right. You know how so much many. sugar is in those? You know, and people are like, hey, could you guys get back to talking crypto now? Sometimes I think that, you know, we could do another show that's just Travis and Joel talk shit, like just about, about everything that's not crypto. Yeah, you know, I was well, watching I was watching this other show because I had some time because we finished our launch. I was watching the uh, Inside the NBA. There's a docuseries about that because I think those guys are hilarious with Charles Barkley and Shaquille O'Neal. You know, they do the sports talk show. It's like that's one of the reasons why their show is so popular is because they don't just talk basketball. They talk about other stuff that's interesting to them, and it's entertaining, and they're funny guys. And so that might be why some people listen to us because we're, we're somewhat entertaining. We're you know, a little bit funny, and uh, we know a little bit about crypto. Well, we smell funny anyway. Well, they can't smell us through the podcast, luckily. Well, just trust me. I've been around Travis. We smell funny. I did take a shower though. <laughs> so if you guys crazy. like if you guys like banter that's not crypto, just drop us an email to badcryptopodcast at gmail.com and just you know tell us. Or say, you know, if you hate other banter when we go, you know, off the tracks and, and start talking about other stuff. Oh no, that shit we just said there, but that, that shit I just spewed was interesting. I think I so. Like I think so. So but I want to know what you guys think. He, Travis doesn't want to know, but I want I don't know, know what you want to think because I mean I'm just gonna say what I'm gonna say anyway. I'm the Charles Barkley of this show. Next story on Cointelegraph, <laughs> Russian lobby group launches new campaign against anti-crypto laws. According to Russian crypto advocates, the existing laws, they do not meet the needs of the cryptocurrency market. We think that the regulatory initiatives are impeding cryptocurrency adoption in country, and we need to revisit this with a public initiative to stop all these bills prohibiting uses and stopping major penalties and jail terms for failing to report one's crypto holdings is not good will not move the state of bitcoin cryptocurrency or the cause of our economy forward is time to please quit with all the silliness yeah that, that is true there's a lot of crazy stuff going on over there in russia and ukraine it's so i'm back in i'm back in the u.s right now but there's a big war thing potentially going on down there in crimea and uh, in Donbass regions of Ukraine. And I just want to say, I just want to say this, that if Ukraine and Russia start going to war and America gets in that, I will take as many female uh, refugees from <laughs> Russia and Ukraine to my house as I can fit. I will get a bigger place. I will store, uh, you know, I will help out 20, 30 of you beautiful Eastern European women. Just let me know. I will help out. I'm, I'm a caring, sharing guy. You're such a philanthropist. I'm a, such a philanderer. That's, that's, that's amazing. Not too far from Russia as we head over to Asia in Singapore. Uh, authorities are issuing a crypto warning after the prime minister of the state was unwittingly caught up in a fake token scam. He had his likeness appropriated by a BitClout user and he sold tokens in the prime minister's name worth a near combined $10,000. And, you know, we haven't talked too much about BitCloud, a little bit about it. Um, and there are definitely some problems inherent in it because um, people are able to basically create an account and use other people's likeness. At the same time, I'm, I'm slightly fascinated by it. And uh, y'all should go buy my coin, not because you'll make money with it, but just because, you know, I'm a, I'm a nice guy. And why not? Yeah, I think they've updated the site because I see now that when you come to it, you have to validate that it's your account from Twitter, and then they're going to they'll let you claim that account name, because somebody claimed my name and then bought up all the cheap tokens, and so somebody holds like seven or eight of my tokens, um, and so my tokens worth like four hundred bucks or something right now. I don't know, maybe more. I haven't checked, but somebody went in and bought all the cheap ones. I noticed whenever Kurt Braggett went in and, and set up his, I went and bought like seven or eight of his. I got all the cheap ones of his. Oh, nice. Yeah, because I, I, I'm I'm long. On uh, Kurt Braggett. So here's a piece. Here's a piece of if, if interesting information. So Peter Thiel, right? He's like the super uber rich entrepreneur. He invested in PayPal and Facebook and all these other ones. He is suggesting that Bitcoin might be a Chinese financial weapon used against the U.S. and the rest of the world. And he says he is a pro Bitcoin maximalist, but he thinks he's worried that the crypto and its digital brethren are hinting that tighter government regulations should be in play. 
So he's actually saying we need more regulations around crypto because China is, you know, they, they're, they're kind of hawkish, right? And I would say this. I love the Chinese people. I do not love the CCP um, just because the way they run things. Now they have their social credit system and stuff. And I think I know what the problem is, is that the CCP has a 500-year plan for China. Right? They've been around for five, 5,500 years or something, their history. And so they think long-term into the future. A lot of Chinese companies, they don't have like a one-year plan or a quarterly plan. They have a 25-year plan, right? They think long-term. And so they're, they're playing a much longer game of chess than we are. And you've noticed, I'm paying attention, that China is buying up a lot of farmland in America. They are the biggest owners, aside from Bill Gates, of U.S. farmland. And I think... And then if you just think about it, they've been doing this sort of asymmetrical warfare versus the world for a while because they want China to be dominant. They want, I think their long-term plan is to somehow eliminate a lot of Americans and then take our land to be able to grow food for their citizens so China can be dominant in the future is what it really seems like because I've had a lot of conversations with people who are over there in China who understand how the Chinese think or the Chinese government thinks and they are long-term thinkers whereas we're very now thinkers right we don't we don't we don't really have a lot of long-term thought i mean america's only what 246 247 years old or something and uh and so i think it's kind of the problem is that we don't have as much long-term uh existence and so we don't think as long-term as china who has a 5,000 year history i think they, they want world dominance they've never shied away from that and I think there's so many of the Bitcoin miners and so much of the Bitcoin tied to China that Peter Thiel might have some pretty strong points here. Might be might be onto something. I just want to know why does it take a minute and a half to pop my popcorn in the microwave? I mean, that's that's too long, right? Mm-hmm. I want it yesterday. Because you're a short-term thinker. Yeah, I want it. I want it in 30. I just you know I just want to pop. You know what? I should just buy my popcorn popped in the bag. Then I don't. You know what you should do is you should just. Um, start your popcorn 90 seconds before you want it. <laughs> You're such a futurist. That's, that's absolutely brilliant. Is that not like, the best answer, though? Why didn't I think of that? Yeah, exactly. Oh my gosh, my mind is blown. Uh, let's talk about some of the altcoins, Sir Lord Travis, and one of them in particular is Polkadot. Lots of interest in Polkadot. In fact, Polkadot futures have hit a billion dollars at the same time that DOT has reached all-time highs, passing Litecoin, um, and I guess in a battle with XRP to be the largest futures market. Uh, so, you know, we need to be paying attention to DOT, and maybe it's time for us to get somebody on the show to talk about Polkadot. Yeah, well, it's a big ecosystem, and everything that Ethereum has, DOT is being, it's being built on DOT as well. And they kind of go, anything you can do, I can do better, and they're doing it a lot faster, a lot lower gas fees. Um, you know, there's some really interesting polka starters. I've been watching the the um, IDOs on polka starter, and those things seem to pop out of the gun 20, 50, 80x. Like the returns on some of those, if you can get in on some of those polka starters, those returns are insane. I tried to get on a, a, one of them today for a company called Katana, the KTN token. I was not uh, – chosen to be on that whitelist, unfortunately, because like, they kind of do it randomly. And um, I know that token is going to explode as well because it's its own different trading ecosystem. And uh, so keep an eye on that. I would say keep an eye on those IDO starters, like the Binance starter, uh, po- the, the, the Polka starter. There are some other ones out there as well to keep an eye on because that's where those big projects are coming from. It's like the new version of the ICOs. And some of those projects are really taken off. Just do the research on it and figure out which ones you think are the best ones and then try to, to get in those, uh, those pre-sales if you're not in America. Have you ever heard of this one, NKN, new kind of network? I think it's a new token, right? Well, relatively new. Not really. Um, I think that they've been at this since they launched in January 2018. It wow, stands okay. for New Kind of Network. Never heard they, of them. They gained 340% this last week to become, quote, the biggest blockchain in the world. They have over 67,000 full consensus nodes. I never even heard of them before. This, this altcoin here. 
um, and increased 1,400% from uh, a nickel in March to an all-time high of 78 cents on April 6th. What is this? How do we not know about things and stuff? Well, like we pay attention to the coins that are already on the top 100. We don't necessarily pay attention to the ones that are outside of the one, top 100 usually. And so I think if it's not in the top 100, we wouldn't have seen it. But we are starting to do – I know I'm doing a lot more low-cap research and trying to find more wins like, like we did with Omi. And, um, you know, and so we're having discussions in our Discord, badco.in forward slash Discord is our group. Got to have 50 hero tokens, and then you can get into the uh, some of the places where we're talking tokens in there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we've got bad acidors that are doing research and finding some really cool stuff. If you're serious about the cryptos, the blockchains, the NFTs, join. Uh, you know, you need 50 hero, which I don't know, that costs, what, a couple bucks right now. It'll cost you more in gas to get them than the tokens themselves, and you have access to everything. And we're going to be doing more and more there. In fact, right now we've had a bot uh, developed. I go in and I type a command and it creates a drop link for a random NFT from our account on Wax. And uh, there's some really rare ones in there and a lot of common ones in there as well. And then everybody clicks to try to get it first. And we're going to be doing those more and more uh, and coming up with some other really innovative stuff. So as Sir Lord Travis said, badcode.in forward slash discord is the place to be. And you could read more about NKN, the new kind of network in our show notes, badco.in forward slash 502. Sir Lord Travis, what is happening over at Shopify? So this is, uh, this is something to keep an eye on. Shopify CEO has been talking about, you know, integrating e-commerce into DeFi. And apparently he thinks crypto is the big thing now. He's starting to understand that. That's Toby Lutke. He's like, wow. He tweeted this, hey, DeFi Twitter, uh, what are the commerce-related opportunities that you're most excited about? What role do you want Shopify to play? And there's been some conversations around this. I noticed this past week uh, a token called ShopX. The company's called Split. And ShopX actually is doing e-commerce across Shopify, across Mag- um, Magento, commerce and then WooCommerce. So they're built into all of them. And imagine this with NFTs and with uh, uh, your inventory for certain stocks, you could have 300, 500, 1,000 people selling your one product that you have and you only have one of them in existence. And when that one is gone and transferred, it would be out of the database for everybody. So I think we're going to start seeing a lot more of this sort of decentralized commerce maybe where one product is selling and whoever actually sells it is going to get the commission, but a lot of people are going to be trying to sell it, if that makes sense. Very interesting indeed. Uh, you know, I, what I'm not reading are any stories of any big businesses saying, you know, we were doing crypto and now we're not. We changed right. our mind. We changed we our mind. We to get away from this crypto stuff. Yeah. No, it's only adoption. That's, that's all we see is more and more businesses getting into it. And, uh, and kudos go out to our friends at Celsius. This is not a sponsored read at all. Um, you know, we're friends with Alex Mashinsky, who's been on the show a couple times before. And uh, FinTech Breakthrough has awarded Celsius the best cryptocurrency wallet award. We, we've been awarded the no wallet award. We have the hmm. best non-existing wallet that you can possibly have. Well, congratulations. I think that's yeah. fascinating. No, you know, so I've been wondering, like, well, I've been poking Celsius with a stick going, come on, do something. All these other coins are running, and it's just been kind of chilling. And then they got this award, and then it looks like they're, they're starting to run a little bit. They were sitting around f- between 4 and $5 for a long time. Now I think they hit over 7 bucks. But congratulations to those guys. I think their project was really good, and I, I expect a lot of great things from them moving forward. Yeah, MoonPay was recognized for best cryptocurrency purchasing site. That's one of the venues that you could use to buy WAX for access to all the NFTs in the WAX ecosystem. And Bitstamp for the best cryptocurrency exchange. And I don't use Bitstamp, so I don't I don't know. Could be. Could be good. I Maybe don't not. know, Mike. Yeah. Congratulations, Mashinsky. Uh, maybe it's time he come back on the show, too. You know, so... We get people writing us all the time saying, I got a great guest for your show. And what a lot of people don't understand is 
we do a news episode once a week, which has no guests. It's just us rambling about the news. And then we have one interview show each week that, that, you know, that means 52 interviews a year. Um, and, and we get so many emails each week from everybody, you know, in the space saying, you should have this person on, you should have that person on. And we just don't have enough us to go around to have everybody on. Yeah. So sorry. And sometimes there's like less of us than even possible. There might even be less of us here coming forward. Lose, I've been losing my voice lately. So hopefully, well, I just one and a half, one and a half hosts. <laughs> well, you have wanted to lose a few pounds. So would half a Travis be, you know, that would half be too, a Travis. That would be too be, little. Be kind of tiny. Yeah. That's tiny good. Travis. <laughs> tiny, tiny Travis. <laughs> it's Joel and tiny Travis. Yes. On the Bad Crypto podcast. Yeah. That's a little ir- irony. So, so we've got a new show because uh, we need to talk more apparently uh, on Tuesdays called the Nifty News. Mm-hmm. And here is some Nifty News on Cointelegraph. Playboy is revealing tokens. They have some tokens from, uh, I guess, their Playboy buddies from back in the day. I guess you're going to show some boobies. I'm finally going to get some real legitimate NFT titties up in here. And uh, so that's interesting. They're going to be doing some, uh, some NFTs around its art, its cartoons, it's photography. They got 67 years, and they're going to go through the, the 50s phase, you know, uh, and then all the way through the 70s with the super hairy muff phase, and then it's going to get into, you're going to see in the 90s, there's like less muff, like, um, or like the Doritos, oh like the landing strip, and then, they got, and then it's like in the 2000s where there's just no hair at all. And then eventually, it'll be probably, because, you know, the way cycles in fashion is, probably super hairy muffs will come back into fashion. <laughs> I can't believe you're talking like this. Yes, I can. Yes, I can. I totally. Those are going to be NF titties for everyone to enjoy. Thank you, Playboy. Oh my gosh! I wonder. Will you need a, a phone that folds out? <laughs> Do you need one of the, you know those phones that actually yeah, fold like that into? Samsung phone or whatever it is, a phone yeah. so you can see the play. Yeah. Yeah. Otherwise, you won't be able to access the you whole. Definitely need NFT. to be able to zoom in. That's what's good. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we do cover the nifty news every Tuesday. And if you have not subscribed to that podcast yet, go ahead and uh, go do that. And, and there's two shows each week. And again, they're very different, just like bad crypto has news. And then an interview show, uh, the nifty show is the news on Tuesdays. And then Fridays is our live show where we have guests and we do a live video stream and we turn that into an audio podcast as well. And you can go watch that every week at five o'clock Eastern time uh, at nifty.show forward slash YouTube until we get kicked off of YouTube because everybody that's worth their weight and salt gets kicked off YouTube eventually. Plus I was talking about Harry Muffs. So it's just a, it's just a matter of time now. Um, so here's another thing on this one article, which I thought was funny is the, we said, Oh, Hey, the, the Saturday night live, what the hell's an NFT? Like they should have made that an NFT. Well, they did. They tuned into our show. They listened and they sold the what's the hell an NFT NFT on OpenSea for 171.99 ether worth about $360,000. So that 10 wow. second clip, like right near the end where they were making that an NFT, mm-hmm. well, that little part, that NFT became a real NFT. And um, there you go. Now I, I had to go look this up on DuckDuckGo while you were talking just to know, and you'll be pleased and delighted to discover that there is more than one Harold Muff in the world. <laughs> <laughs> oh my can you imagine his 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 biography would have to be growing up muff <laughs> oh man here's harold muff's obituary yep there. there's a corporation in illinois called the harold muff corporation <laughs> that's nice How, what kind of parent you know <laughs> his actual his name was harold leroy muff well, that's one of them. There's others. There's other. There's other hairy muffs. Here. Well, I don't think. I don't think early on, back in the fifties and stuff, when some of these Harold Muffs were being born, or back, Harold Muff was born in 1888. I don't know that Muff was quite the term for what it became. Right, the colloquial term as it evolved, Muff was probably not that then. That's good. I like that. I'm Harry Muff. Nice to meet you. There's not a lot of us left these days, these hairy bumps. <laughs> Do you like my beard? Uh, you're killing me. <laughs> and this is not even part of the Easter egg. This is like oh, part of the show. This is, this is just an egg. 
<laughs> something some hey. all right um speaking of um nfts <laughs> mcdonald's you know we talked about mcdonald's before and you know they on top of making crappy food that people eat for no reason i can determine other than just because it's there kind of the same reason that people use ethereum for nfts because they think that that's the solution that's how you do it it's not there's so much better ways i'm not saying you can't i'm just saying you don't have to why when you have choices would you mcdonald's teases an nft big map mac not a map mcdonald's france has joined the nft hype train teasing digital artworks of its iconic dishes on social media so you know not only can you buy a crappy big mac and call it food but you can get an nft of one well you were actually calling them that what the uh, the cash grabs make nfts yeah like where, where people are able just to easily create a um a, a low par you know, sort of uh, subpar uh, NFT, you call them Mick NFTs? Mm-hmm. Well, they listened. Yeah, they really did. Actually, what I'm, what I'm referring to is um, the businesses that set up a platform. So like, you know, you're going to see these for musicians. You're going to see them for athletes. It's like, mm-hmm. hey, come use our platform and you can make, you know, we'll, we'll create NFTs. Basically, you know, you put your picture, upload your picture and the words you want on it and it pumps out an NFT. That's a McNFT. Okay. But you can get, uh, you know, McDonald's France is, is on it here and I'm sure they'll sell and people will buy them because there are some people that buy anything. That's true. And uh, so here's, here's one final article uh, about NFTs in this particular show. Will NFTs enable a poetry comeback? And um, so there was a recent sale of an NFT poem for $75,000, which was way more than my NFT poem sold in February <laughs> or January. I think, I think that I shall never see a poem as pretty as an NFT. Oh, that's nice. Very good. So yeah. A lot of people think poem poetry is useless. That's what a Brazilian poet Paulo Limsky said. Poetry is useless. Poetry's only reason is uh, for being is that it is part of those useless things in life that need no justification because they are very raison d'être of life. What does that mean? Yeah, uh, raison d'être. Re- reason to uh, reason to be. Okay. It's like it, it's it's just it justifies itself. So uh, some might call me a heretic. I, I don't like poetry except for the most pedestrian poetry, uh, which is haikus and limericks, right? I like, I like haikus because I think they're clever that, you know, you do the, uh, what is it, five, seven, five syllables. Mm-hmm. And, and I like limericks because they rhyme and, <laughs> you know, they're fun. There once was a man from Nantucket, you know, who put his foot in a bucket. He went to his wife, said, give me a knife. I'll cut it off if you tell me to suck it. Something, I don't know. <laughs> nice. Okay. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Yeah, poetry. Po- po- poets, we are not. Not. Yeah. Is that a haiku? I don't know. It is so not. It's not a haiku. I am an uncultured swine when it comes to poetry, okay? So those of I would say this. I would say this. You're a brilliant fellow who has the palate of a third grader and the poetry aficionado of like less than Dr. Seuss, way less. Oh yeah. Dr. Seuss is an amazing poet. He's amazing. Right? Yeah. yeah. So yeah. I'm, I'm a fan of children's books too. Because... Basically your children's do- children's menu and children's books. Correct. And, right. and dad jokes. So it's like a my, little parallel there, which is good. Bring me my damn happy meal. I do want to say one more thing about NFTs, and that is uh, thanks to everybody who purchased Upland Collectibles, the Blockchain uh, Heroes series edition of NFTs. Um, this week, we had an amazing sale and uh, 10,000 Titan packs. And as of this recording, I think there's still a few hundred hero packs left. By the time the show hits, they should all be gone. So I'm gonna call it sold out right now. The community is loving these cards. They've already opened more than half of the packs. Um, They're selling cards in the secondary market. The prices of packs on the secondary market are higher than retail. And everybody in the Blockchain Heroes and the Upland community um, are really excited about it. We're just, we're thrilled. We put in a lot of work for this. And um, if you're not in the NFT community yet, you're missing 
so much of what we're doing. You know, we do this show twice a week, but I got to say that of the work we do, 98% of the work we do is in NFTs. At this point, yeah. yeah. I mean, a very small amount of it is actual research into cryptos, it seems like, as we're, we're doing so much in building stuff that, uh, I mean, I, st- I mean, I would say that our regular daily work, but then I, I don't watch much TV, although I talked about a couple shows that I've been watching, because actually I did, haven't had much, I, I was done with a lot of stuff, and I was like, you know what, I'm going to chill and just watch some TV, but I don't normally do that. I'll normally just go off and do some research, and um, it's been good to, to, to kind of slow the brain down a little bit. I do want to, I do want to share this. This is from an advisory project that we're working on. Sponsor Kava uh, is today is launching their uh, mainnet 5.1 upgrade, uh, which is going to significantly boost their performance. And uh, the team says it's going to have a tenfold increase in throughput through their consensus enhancements. Uh, so basically there's, there's these multi Kava is a platform and on top of it, there's the hard protocol, which is sort of their money market. And then they have ability for you to, to, to save your money and earn interest on it and loan your money out and earn interest on it. So they're basically building this really high end, um, this DeFi solution and they already work with Binance. So when you, if you're on Binance to try to do a, uh, um, if you try to do, uh, to do a DeFi deal with your money, you want to try to save it and gain interest on it, that's actually powered by Kava. So Kava's doing a lot of stuff, and their launch was supposed to go last week, Joel, but check this out. They didn't get enough votes, So they, they, period. There was nobody who voted no, but the community didn't vote. And so they could, the, the way the code is set up, it's not a, a centralized business. It's a truly decentralized platform. So they had to have X amount of votes for this to actually happen. And so they got those votes. And then now, so I, I think that's so interesting how it's a completely decentralized platform for the most part, but it has some centralized measures where there's a team and there's a company building stuff, but they can't just wholesale make changes whenever they want. The community actually has to vote on it, which I think is really cool. And then they got those votes and uh, releasing their upgrade now. Excellent. Well, they couldn't have picked uh, anybody better to work with than Sir Lord Travis Wright. So um, thank you for sharing that additional piece of news there. Good stuff. Yes, sir. And uh, that's going to wrap up this episode here of the Bad Crypto Podcast. We appreciate you guys listening. Please be sure to subscribe and ring bells when you see bells, push buttons when you see buttons, and uh, send cookies when you have cookies because we like cookies. And uh, we'll catch you guys on the next episode. Maybe we'll see you on the Nifty Show. Maybe we'll see you on Bad Crypto. Maybe we'll see you walking down the street. But we might not recognize you if you don't hold on your mask. I just want to tell each and every one of you, thank you for tuning in. We love you so much. And we want to make sure you're out there doing good stuff. And as always, please stay back. The Bad Crypto Podcast is a production of Bad Crypto, LLC. The content of the show, the videos, and the website is provided for educational, informational, and entertainment purposes only. It's not intended to be and does not constitute financial, investment, or trading advice of any kind. You shouldn't make any decisions as to finances, investing, trading, or anything else based on this information without undertaking independent due diligence and consultation with a professional financial advisor. Please understand that the trading of Bitcoins and and alternative cryptocurrencies have potential risks involved. Anyone wishing to invest in any of the currencies or tokens mentioned on this podcast should first seek their own independent professional financial advisor.